huge welcome to all of our listeners out there and welcome to today's podcast, Coffee Talk, a podcast for parents and guardians on digital citizenship and mental wellness. Let's rap about cyberbullying. Tips for parents and students. Welcome to our podcast series, Coffee Talk, a podcast for parents and guardians on digital citizenship and mental wellness. This podcast is a series of discussions that we invite parents, guardians, or students to listen to. Being a parent or a guardian can be exciting, complex at times, challenging. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you consider grabbing a coffee or going for a walk as you consider the information provided today. In this episode of Coffee Talk, we will be listening to an episode entitled, Let's Rap About Cyberbullying, Tips for Parents and Students. Our hosts, Jenna and Camilla, are joined by Darren Bowman and Dean Rutten, who are both restorative action facilitators, or RAP workers, in the Greater Saskatoon Catholic School Division. They both have a great deal of experience as teachers and facilitators, and are trained in mediation and conflict resolution. As parents and guardians, we all know how important these skills are on a daily basis. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us. Hi everyone, it's Jenna. And Carmela. Hey Carmela, name one thing that you must take with you at all times. One thing? I'd say my phone. Same. I think most teenagers use their phones and social media to connect with their friends and peers. It's our preferred way to talk to each other. It's often how we meet and get to know new people, and it's how we make plans and meet up with each other. They are essential. Oh yeah, I completely agree. Um, however, not everyone does have positive experiences online. Some of my friends and peers struggle online, you know. And I think many teenagers have experienced cyberbullying, or know of people who have experienced cyberbullying. Well, that's a great lead-in to today's podcast, which focuses on cyberbullying. We have two teachers with us today to discuss this topic, Darren Bowman from Bethlehem High School and Dean Rutten, who splits his time between Holy Cross High School and St. Joseph High School. Both Darren and Dean run the restorative action programs in their assigned schools and have a lot of experience helping students deal with cyber issues. All right, let's get started. I think the first question we need answered is, what is the restorative action program and how do you support students? Good question, and thanks for having me here. The Restorative Action Program is a program in nine high schools in Saskatoon. It's in partnership with Rotary Clubs of Saskatoon as well. The main focus of RAP, what we call it, is uh, to help students in conflict. And I believe today we'll be covering the topic of cyberbullying, and that is something that RAP helps students with. All right, and I think most people have a, a basic understanding about what cyberbullying is. Students learn about it in school, but it is a the theme of many shows, and it is often talked about in different types of news. But can you briefly define cyberbullying for us? Well, first of all, cyberbullying is simply a different setting for bullying. I think most of us have experienced bullying in the past, and we often think about it taking place in in school and in the community. But now, because of the availability of our phones, and how young people communicate, a lot of the bullying is happening on online and on our devices. One of the issues with cyberbullying is anonymity. Students are have the capability of sharing messages without their names being mentioned, um, so that can be a little bit of a struggle with cyberbullying for sure. Dr. Samir Hinduja, who is a professor in the School of Criminology 
and criminal justice at Florida Atlantic University, has spent a lot of time studying cyberbullying, and he describes it as willful and repeated harm inflicted through the use of computers, cell phones, and other electronic devices. So first, when we, we talk about willful, the behavior must be deliberate. It's not accidental. Someone is um, s- sending these messages on purpose. The second part is it's repeated. Bullying reflects a pattern of behavior. It's not just one isolated incident. There is harm. The person that is being targeted must perceive harm. And then, of course, the fourth thing, this is happening on our devices. So whether it's cell phone, computers, electronic devices, bullying can even happen during video games. I do know that a lot of young people have experienced, you know, conflicts while online, which can involve really, really hurtful words. Some of the text messages and posts can be very, very cruel, but one thing I feel that we need clarified is what is the difference between a nasty online conflict and cyberbullying? Um, Well, I guess conflict itself is pretty natural and normal in our everyday lives. Um, It all depends on how we handle it. Cyberbullying does take place primarily through social media, and again, social media uh, is neither good nor bad, but it's how we use it. So cyberbullying does uh, involve kind of a power imbalance, if you will. It might be a group chat where there's uh, numbers against one person. It could be, you know, and and the thing about cyberbullying too is that it can occur 24-7. It happens at home. It can happen at night. Um, It's really hard to get away from. So I think that's the two big differences between conflict and and cyberbullying. Specifically, what does cyberbullying look like online and what are some of the tactics used to bully online? Uh, Yeah, cyberbullying... Traditional forms of bullying we always thought as threats and intimidation, and the threats do happen online as well, but they don't seem to be as often. Um, It's a different type of bullying. In the past, we referred to it as uh, relational aggression, so it's kind of sabotaging students' relationships and and harming their relationships. And so a lot of the tactics that are are used are are tactics like gossiping, uh, spreading false information, um, or even things that are true that can be harmful, creating rumors, tarnishing people's reputations, uh, posting hurtful messages or embarrassing videos, uh, negatively commenting on other people's posts or pictures. And another part of cyberbullying is the exclusion part. So a lot of times if there's struggles between friends, one friend might want to have the social power and, and get everyone onto their side. So it's about stealing friends sometimes or excluding others And so we find students that come into school one day and have lots of friends, years of friends, and the next day they walk in and pretty much everyone has abandoned them. There are times when there are threats as well, uh, more traditional uh, types of bullying that we think of. Sometimes it's anonymous posting, like we said before, and then sharing inappropriate images and videos for sure. Cyberbullying also, um, I'm not a big gamer, but I I know uh, reading and talking to students happens in the the gaming world as well. And there um, people say things like there's verbal abuse, uh, threatening and profane profane language, locking others out of games and uh, passing false information about each other, and sometimes even hacking into each other's accounts. And just a follow-up question, what should a student do if they do feel that they are being cyberbullied? Well, there's lots of things students can do. Um, We always tell students the first thing is don't ever respond. 
to a bully. Um, and that's a natural thing right now. In, in the cyber world, a lot of the victims or targets of bullying respond because there's that separation and different. But it, um, once you respond, it just makes the whole situation messy, whether it's a conflict or not. It makes it messy for schools. And if you have to go to the police sometimes because both people are responding to the negativity. So the first thing is don't respond. The second thing we always tell students is to keep copies of anything concerning online screenshots or saving copies and make sure they have them. So if they do need support from a school, from the police, then it's pretty easy to deal with if they have these copies. The other thing we always advise students to do is to tell a trusted adult. And sometimes that conversation starts at home, um, but can also um, happen at school as well with a trusted teacher or uh, student services, with one of the counselors, or uh, with one of the RAP facilitators like Mr. Bowman and myself. I feel this question is for all the parents who are listening to this podcast. How do I know if my son or daughter is being targeted online and what should I look out for? Uh, good question. Uh, often a student can become depressed, sad, angry, uh, frustrated, anxious, may even be reluctant to use their phone or other devices. Um, often attendance may decrease. You also may find that they're not doing as well in their classes at school. I'll just add to that too. Um, some of the research suggests that cyberbullying might even have greater effect on students just because there's no escape. Mr. Bowman said earlier, even students at home on vacation, you can be in Hawaii and if you're connected, people can still have access to you and target you so there's no escape. Second thing, what's new with cyberbullying, it can spread quickly so things spread widely and it's not contained to a school, a building or a community anymore. Um, information spreads throughout the city so if it's gossip and rumors, it spreads widely. Um, and then all this information can be saved, screenshot, so it's preserved. And because of that, stuff can resurface. So you have moments or periods of time where things kind of are calm and relaxed. And then there's another issue down the road a year or two years down the road. And some of this stuff can resurface. Because of those things, consequences of cyberbullying can even be more harmful than traditional forms of bullying. All right. And one last question. What advice can you give to parents that want to help their child if they might be a target of cyberbullying? The advice I'd give parents is similar to what I, the advice I would give to a student. And the first thing is don't engage with the bully. Just do not respond to the bully um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the second thing is to save evidence. Um, once again, keep copies, screenshots. Parents and, and students can report to their social media sites, can report to their cell phone uh, providers as well, and see if they can get support from, from them. And then the parents, you know, if if the bullying is affecting school because the people involved are going to the same school, then the school definitely needs to know and will have a part in, in trying to support the students that deal with this. Um, if it's happening outside of the school and if it's threats or if there's danger of safety issues, we always tell parents to contact the police and get advice from, our, from the police as well. Things that parents should avoid is not to take things seriously. Sometimes parents tell students uh, that they're overreacting. So if a student comes forward, investigate, listen, uh, make sure that the student feels supported. Um, the other thing that's sometimes concerning is students are, aren't comfortable going forward because they think that their cell phone is gonna be taken away or that they're gonna be punished because they're getting 
targeted and uh, that can have huge consequences on kids their phones are their social world now and so one of the biggest things that you can do is take their phone away so try avoid doing that at the same time provide some some safety like blocking people that are, are contacting you negatively keeping an eye on what's happening saving stuff like we said before other things to avoid telling them to stop tattling or snitching telling them that they should solve the problems themselves, blaming them for being the target, or minimizing or ignoring the situation. Um, So for parents, if you wanted extra resources, extra help, uh, just make sure you check the podcast page and there will be a list of good resources that you can check into to help you further navigate this important issue. Um, Thank you so much to Mr. Bowman and Mr. Rutten for joining us today in the podcast. Uh, There will be more coming shortly, so... Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Take Take care out there. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Coffee Talk, a podcast for parents and guardians on digital citizenship and mental wellness. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us. Watch for our other podcasts coming out soon. 